Hello, this is Ayush from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, March 1st, and India registered 15,510 coronavirus cases, which was 7% lower than yesterday's count. The country's toll rose to 1,57,000 after 106 deaths were reported in the last 24 hours. Prime Minister Narendra Modi took his first dose of the Bharat Biotech's Covaxin at Delhi's All India Institute of Medical Sciences today, kicking off the second phase of vaccination, which covers people above the age of 60 and those above 45 with comorbidities. Around 10,000 private hospitals under Ayushman Bharat, more than 600 hospitals under the Central Government Health Scheme, and other private hospitals are allowed to administer COVID vaccines, charging two fifty rupees for each dose of the vaccine. However, vaccination at a government site would be free. A month after issuing summons to actor Kangana Ranaut, a Mumbai court today issued bailable warrant against the Bollywood actor after she failed to appear before court in a defamation case filed by poet lyricist Javed Akhtar. A Metropolitan Magistrate's Court had summoned Ranaut based on the complaint of Akhtar, in which he had alleged that Ranaut had made defamatory statements on national and international television against him. Akhtar had recorded his statement in January. He had said that he was shocked to learn that on July 19th, Ranaut, in an interview to a TV channel, falsely attributed statements to him while also giving her opinion on the death of actor Sushant Singh Rajput without appearing to have any direct personal knowledge of the circumstances around his death. The Juhu police, which was directed to conduct an inquiry, submitted a detailed report to the court as well. On February 1st, the Mumbai court, after hearing arguments made on Akhtar's behalf by lawyer Niranjan Mundergi, issued a process against Ranaut for the offences under Section 499 and 500 of the Indian Penal Code pertaining to defamation. The court had considered Akhtar's statement made on oath before it and other material including the TV interview and the police report while deciding to summon Ranaut. Akhtar was also present in the court on the day. As per law, Ranaut had the option of either challenging the court's order summoning her or appear before it and deny the charges made against her. A body of a 16-year-old Dalit girl was found in a field in a village in Uttar Pradesh's Aligarh district. The body's discovery led to clashes and stone pelting between villagers and the police as the police were taking the body for post-mortem. According to the Press Trust of India, the girl had gone to the fields on Sunday afternoon to collect fodder for cattle but did not return. Later, her body was found in a field when her family members started searching for her. The police said that prima facie it appeared that she was strangled. As the news of her body's discovery spread, irate villagers pelted stones at the police party which was trying to take the body for post-mortem. One inspector, Pranendra Kumar, was injured in the attack. The senior superintendent of police said that a case has been registered against unidentified persons on the complaint of the family members. He added that he is waiting for the post-mortem report to confirm rape before the murder. At News Laundry, we've been regularly covering caste-based violence. Besides the series on the rape and murder of a Dalit girl in Hathras by my colleagues Akanksha and Nidhi, my colleague Basant has reported on the arrest and alleged custodial abuse of activist Navdeep Kaur in Haryana. Last week, he interviewed Kaur herself at the Singhu protest site outside Delhi. It's available on our YouTube channel titled Navdeep Kaur, Giraftar Karne Ke Baad Ghanto Tak Behremi Se Peeta Aur Galiyan Di. You'll also find it on News Laundry Hindi, available at newslaundry.com slash hindi. If you like our reportage on caste-based violence, please do consider subscribing to News Laundry. You can do so by heading over to the website and clicking on the red subscribe button on the top right-hand corner. Our cheapest subscription costs only 300 rupees a month. So please extend your support to independent media and pay to keep news free. 
Amidst the tense border tension between India and China, a Chinese government-linked group of hackers targeted India's critical power grid system through malware, a US company has claimed in its latest study. According to the Indian Express, this has raised suspicion whether last year's massive power outrage in Mumbai was a result of the online intrusion. Recorded Future, a Massachusetts-based company which studies the use of internet by state actors, in its recent report details the campaign conducted by a China-linked threat activity group, Red Echo, targeting the Indian power sector. The activity was identified through a combination of large-scale automated network traffic analytics and expert analysis. On October 12th, a grid failure in Mumbai resulted in massive power outages, stopping trains on tracks, hampering those working from home amidst the COVID-19 pandemic and hitting the stuttering economic activity hard. It took two hours for the power supply to resume for essential services, prompting Chief Minister Uddhav Thakre to order an inquiry into the incident. There was no immediate response from the Indian government on the study by the US company. Since early 2020, recorded futures Insect Group observed a large-scale increase in suspected targeted intrusion against Indian organizations from the Chinese state-sponsored group. The New York Times, in a report, said that the discovery raises the question about whether the Mumbai outage was meant as a message from Beijing about what might happen if India pushed its border claims too vigorously. Ten distinct Indian power sector organizations, including four of the five regional load dispatch centers or the RLDC, responsible for operation of the power grid through balancing electricity supply and demand, have been identified as targets in a concerted campaign against India's critical infrastructure. The company said that targets included two Indian seaports as well. Former Andhra Pradesh Chief Minister N. Chandrababu Naidu was detained at Tirupati Airport for staging a sit-in protest after he was denied entry into the city. Naidu was going to be a part of a protest organized by his party, the Telugu Desam Party. Videos from the airport showed the TDP chief staging a brief sit-in protest at the airport's arrival lounge after being denied entry into the temple town. Senior police officials were seen trying to placate a visibly upset Naidu. On Sunday, the Tirupati Municipal Corporation officials allegedly ransacked a tea stall belonging to a TDP leader whose wife was contesting in the March 10th municipal elections. The TDP accused the ruling YSR Congress of resorting to such pressure tactics to get opposition candidates to withdraw from the contest. To protest this, the TDP planned to organise a protest under Naidu's leadership. However, local police had reportedly denied permissions for the TDP to hold the protest, citing COVID-19 guidelines and model code of conduct for the municipal polls. According to PTI, the Tirupati and Chittur police placed important TDP leaders of the district under house arrest ahead of Naidu's visit. TDP Politburo member Yanamala Ramakrishnadu strongly condemned the police action and said it further exposed the draconian rule of YS Jagan Mohan Reddy. Incidentally, Reddy staged a similar protest at Vishakhapatnam Airport in 2017 before he became chief minister. He squatted on the tarmac with other party leaders for nearly two hours before being sent back to Hyderabad. Two new charges have been announced against Aung San Suu Kyi, according to her lawyer, as Myanmar's ousted leader appeared before court via video link. San Suu Kyi, who has not been seen in public since she was detained by the military one month ago, now faces a total of four legal charges. If convicted, she may be prevented from running in future elections. San Suu Kyi's lawyers told Reuters that she appeared healthy during the call, although she had perhaps lost weight. The next hearing is scheduled for 15th March. The Burmese politician was accused of possession of illegally imported walkie-talkies and of violating the natural disaster management law by breaching coronavirus restrictions. Protesters in Myanmar took to the streets again today, despite Sunday seeing the deadliest day yet with 18 people killed and 30 injured, according to UN estimates. 
the deaths came as the military and police ramped up its response to demonstrations across the Southeast Asian nation over the weekend, firing into the crowds. Mass protests have been held for weeks across Myanmar after the military seized control of the country in a coup on 1st of February, detaining Aung San Suu Kyi and other politicians from her party, the National League for Democracy. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.